Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? You said we're all together here. Yes, sir. We're at a retreat in Alabama. Uh, with a lot of our supporters in an undisclosed bunker location <laughs> pretty nice bunker yes, oh yeah yes, oh is. yeah it, it's really nice <laughs> with some pretty nice food and some pretty uh, nice folks and too. Some pretty nice folks that's right uh right you hail from alabama originally don't you absolutely you know we're kind of in undisclosed central alabama i'm from the northwest corner up where alabama mississippi and tennessee all come together this is this where we are right now is just gorgeous. And Tim, I got to ask you. I know there's a golf course here. Mm. Have you been out on the course this time? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Just to survey and check it checking out. Checking it out, yeah. Right. But I wouldn't take time away from being with our supporters. <laughs> just to golf. That's why I golf with our supporters. That's, yes, that's, that's right. That's right. part of the ministry. It's part of the duty. It's, yeah, spending time. That's and, right. In God's that's nature and and just enjoy. It's a yeah. We're in a beautiful place here. Absolutely. If there was a hockey rink nearby, Tim, I would be watching hockey with our supporters, right? That's, that's right. Your, it's, that's the, it's the least you can do. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, okay. So we want to encourage you to join us on the internet. Now, Facebook and YouTube, a lot of you watch us on Facebook or YouTube. And that uh, Facebook went down yesterday. They back up? Yeah, for six hours. They, yeah. uh, they And I think some of our... That was like Armageddon. Right. Yes. I'm really... My wife was watching people. it. The end of the world. Something you can't wrong. access Facebook, right? Yeah. And uh, this is this is the biggest shutdown of Facebook in what 13, 14 years. Right. I mean, it's. Have they said what happened? Yes, they they uh, Facebook mentioned the word ivermectin on Facebook, and they shut themselves. <laughs> and down. They shut themselves <laughs> down. <laughs> they shadow banned themselves. Shadow banned themselves. <laughs> It was a slip-up. Somebody <laughs> mentioned ivermectin on me. Right, right. Facebook. And it triggered and their sh- self-shutdown. That's right. Uh, their algorithm. DEFCOM 4. Right. Yes, right. Something right. like that. Uh, Fred Jackson is back in our studios in Tupelo. By the way, we're at Purcell Farms in Alabama, and we're enjoying our time here. Go ahead, Fred. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Sounds like you're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Now, bring us down, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't do that. Do your job, Fred. You can do it. Uh, hey, hey listen. It. Jesus is on the throne. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Okay, good. Amen. You know, right, when, good a, when, start. when a show starts with Jesus is on the throne, right. it's going to be bad news. That's right. We're <laughs> Folks, I just want to remind you. <laughs> By the way, Facebook and YouTube, you can watch us there. I meant to say that. Facebook yes. and YouTube, just type in Today's Issues, and you can watch us. Uh, today's Issues, you can watch us there uh, on Facebook or YouTube as we live video stream there. Anyway, go ahead, Fred. Yeah, uh, former ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, uh, is in California. She's going to be speaking tonight at the Reagan Library. They've been having a series of speeches from well-known people. Mike Pompeo, I think, was out there a few weeks ago. Uh, But uh, Fox News has been able to get a copy of her speech tonight. And basically the theme of her speech is going to be Democrats don't even believe in America. Uh, According to uh, the speech, 
they uh, they say they see America's flaws. Nikki Haley is going to say is more profound than its strengths. They deny the massive progress we've made, and they punish anyone who disagrees. They are quick to praise those who attack America, and eager to attack those who praise America. Now you step back uh, from those words that Nikki Haley apparently is going to be talking about tonight, and you take a look at what's happened over the last nine months or so. And I think we could argue that at least there's a element of truth to what she has to say. Uh, those who are attacking America are becoming heroes uh, for the Democrats and the mainstream media. They get a lot of attention. Those who are attacking America, those who praise America, well, they're becoming a problem out there. And to that point, I think we mentioned on this program yesterday that a letter was sent late last week by an organization that represents school board members across the country. Now, that group sent a letter to the Department of Justice, the Biden Department of Justice, and they called upon the Department of Justice. They say, you folks must do something about people who we feel are threatening our meetings. Now, who are they talking about? Well, we've seen stories over the last several months of parents showing up at school board meetings, like Loudoun County in Virginia, very concerned about critical race theory being taught to their kids. Now, I didn't see any of those school board members physically attacked, but they're getting up and they're very animated, these parents and those concerned. So we have to believe that what the school board organization is doing, saying, we don't want these people at our meetings. In fact, in that letter that this group sent to the DOJ, they, ref- they used the phrase domestic terrorism. Now, you would think the DOJ would just say, calm call down. Call the sheriff. Call, calm call down. The sheriff. Call the sheriff. Call, call, calm call down. Call the local PD. I yeah. don't believe this garbage. Uh, excuse me for interrupting you, Fred. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're, they're, you, what is this call, this, this organization call? It's, uh, I'm not sure what the formal name is, but it, it's okay. an umbrella group for school boards across the country. Okay. So you got school board meetings, uh, thousands of them going on monthly mm-hmm. all, over the, all over the country. I've never heard of any, uh, Ray, I've never heard of any. Inc- maybe there are where people get violent. I'm, I'm sure that happens, but you don't go and, to and Washington, when, D.C., you call the sheriff. And the when that meeting. happens, you call the police. They yeah. come in, they calm people down, yeah. right? Yeah. You know. If there's a silver lining to this, guys, it's that this kind of reaction means we are making a difference. Right. Our voices are being heard, and the other side is getting scared, and so now they're going to use the, the awesome power of the federal government to yeah. shut us up. I, tell you, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think what we see is the, the hand that's being played by the radical left is that they want to nationalize everything. Mm-hmm. They want everything run out of Washington, D.C., so when you see – an attempt like this by a national organization of school board uh, uh, leaders, uh, they do not want ground-up government. Right. They want top-down right. government. And just like you said, if you have a disturbance at a local school board meeting, you call the local law enforcement. Right. But just like they want to tell schools what to teach, right. that's what President Obama tried to do when it came to the transgender movement, uh, you're going to either change the way you, you uh, handle 
transgender individuals or will threaten your funding. Okay, they, they want to dictate what is taught. They want to even dictate, uh, you know, in terms of medical care. Uh, and here's another example <clears throat> of their attempts to have everything run by Washington, D.C., because right. they, don't, they don't like local government. They don't trust local people because we're all a bunch of yahoos, <laughs> and we don't know right from left, and we need to rely on Washington, D.C. to help hold our Are hand. most school boards elected or appointed? Elected. Elected, aren't elected yes. Most of them? I would yeah. guess that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It would differ from state to state. But Well, yeah. the breaking news on this story this morning is the DOJ has responded and saying, yes, we're coming to meet with you school boards. And uh, the uh, Attorney General of the United States, Garland, uh, apparently directing the FBI and U.S. Attorney's offices to hold meetings, federal, state, and local law enforcement leaders in the next 30 days, during which they will discuss ways to combat what the DOJ calls a disturbing trend of hmm. harassment and threats against school officials? Since when is a parent coming to a meeting and saying, I don't want critical race theory taught to my kids? I'm against the mass mandates that you school board members are imposing on our kids. Well, now, this, Fred, this is a this is a direct threat to the First Amendment. It is. I mean, because if you are not if if and, and we've seen this trend when it began with hate crimes, hate crime legislation pushed by the left, and then it is turned into hate speech. Right. And now what they're going to say is if you threaten the school board with we're going to vote you out, we're not going to stand for this, you can't tell us what you're going to, you can't teach our kids things that we find abhorrent. They're going to treat that as a threat, and this will be a direct threat to the First Amendment, the well, rights of parents. W William Bennett, the former Secretary of Education, uh, was on Fox and Friends this morning. This is going to be cut number eight. This is what he had to say about this move by the DOJ now to intervene in school board meetings. Cut eight. To use the power of the FBI to suggest uh, that parents should shut up, which is really what they're saying here, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, let mm -hmm. uh, the schools uh, do whatever they want to do. Uh, you know, this notion that parents should not have the major say in the education of their children. Right. Um, this is what's at stake mm -hmm. right now. And this, all of this comes on the heels, and we've talked about this a couple of times now, uh, McCall of the Democrat candidate for governor in Virginia. Remember right. the debate last week? And he says there's no way parents should have any say over what is taught in schools. Teachers should have carte blanche to teach whatever they want in our schools. So that's where the Democrat thinking is. Yeah. Next well, story. Yeah. All right, next story. Uh, Vice, former Vice President Pence uh, was on Hannity last night. Had some interesting things to say about uh, his his time with Donald Trump, particularly around the time, it's about 18 months ago, when the former President Trump made a deal with the Taliban. Remember, President Trump wanted our forces out of Afghanistan, but he met with the leaders of the Taliban, at least over the phone, and said, and basically read the Riot Act. Okay, we're going to, United States is going to get out of uh, Afghanistan, but... Boy, uh, we're going to be there with a hammer if you guys get out of line. Uh, I'm paraphrasing to a certain extent. But here's what Pence had to say about this last night while he was on Hannity. Cut number one. I was standing across the Resolute desk from President Trump 
when he talked on the speakerphone to Mullah Baradar of the Taliban in February 2020. And he said, look, uh, we all want to end the violence. And, and, you know, I share the conviction that the vast majority of Americans believe that we wanted, we wanted to get our troops home, but we wanted to do it with honor. We wanted to do it in an orderly way, and we wanted to leave behind uh, the kind of conditions that would be reflective of the enormous service and sacrifice of our troops over the last 20 years. And the president made it clear. He said, if you break this deal, we're going to hit you harder than we have ever hit you before. He added, he said, I don't like saying that, but he said, I, I just want you to know. And I could hear in Mullah Baradar's voice uh, that he knew President Trump meant business. Yeah, so basically what Vice President Pence, the former vice president, was telling us last night is that the Taliban knew they were dealing with a tough character in Donald Trump and that uh, you weren't going to see the kind of thing that we saw because of President Biden's disastrous exit from Afghanistan. By the way, one of the things that Pence said was apparently we were going to stay in charge of Bagram Air Force Base just as a launching point against the Taliban should they try anything. Of course, none of this happened, and we saw the disaster that we saw when Biden decided to get out of Afghanistan and what a disaster it was. Well, we, we didn't hear that. That's not what the Biden administration told us. President Biden excused the catastrophe of the pullout in Afghanistan by shifting blame to President Trump, saying, listen, I was kind of bound by the deadline set by President Trump, and he implied that the way in which the, the pullout unfolded was because of President Trump's uh, dealings with the Taliban in advance. And if Mike Pence is right, and I believe Mike Pence, uh, that's not the way it unfolded. President Trump was resolute, and the Taliban understood they had to stay in line while we had a rational process unfold, and it is the Biden administration that bungled it. You know, sometimes that life is pretty simple. And what happened in Afghanistan is easily understandable. The Taliban did what they did because they did not respect the American president. They did not respect President Biden. They knew he would fold like a cheap suit. They, they, they did what they did because they knew they could get away with right. it. And, and not only did they get Bagram Air Base, they got billions of dollars worth of our military supplies in the bargain. So... I'm glad Vice President Pence said what he said, because it just makes clear this would not have happened this way if Mr. Trump had been in the White House. It just wouldn't have happened. Right? You know, it's kind of interesting, a phrase that uh, Vice President Pence used last night in referring to the way Biden handled Afghanistan. He said, weakness arouses evil. Wow. Weakness arouses evil. Think about what has happened over the last month and a half. In Afghanistan, that's exactly what has happened. And it's but not the, just Afghanistan. China no. has has been yes. sending, uh, you know, having testing the uh, Taiwan air defenses. Uh, you know, we had North Korea mm -hmm. saber rattling. So it's not just Afghanistan, but in the context of the vice president's speech, it's clear that that's what happened. There. Well, and and Pence is saying too, weakness arouses evil. As far as foreign policy right now with the Biden administration. But he says the only people the Biden administration seems to be tough on is Americans. Uh, cut number two. It's such a contrast to the to the heavy handed leadership of this administration at home. We have we have a president who is weak abroad, 
but is very content to be lecturing the American people about vaccine mandates and attempting to drive through the Congress what would be not just the largest largest spending bill in the history of the country, Sean, it would be the largest tax increase in the history of the country that the Joint Taxation Committee in Congress just said would raise taxes in just a matter of a few years uh, on Americans who make over $40,000 a year. There you have it. That was Mike Pence last night on Hannity. You think he's running for president? I don't know. He was asked he about his... A, he was, he was asked about his... Book. He was asked about his relationship with uh, President Trump. He says it's very good. And he says, our relationship should not be defined with one day, January 6th of this year. He says, and yeah. the mainstream media is trying to do that. But he says it's simply not true. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to suggest he was, Vice President Pence was doing that just for self-promotion. I don't want to say that, but... Because uh, he's good friends with Sean Hannity, so right. Sean Hannity may have asked him on. He he doesn't, but he did it as a as an interview with a friend. But uh, you do wonder: is he running for president? That is Pence and, uh, and well, Nikki, Nikki Haley as well. Uh, you yes. know, it, it's it's wide open because everybody's waiting to find out right. what is Mr. Trump going to do. Right. I think we all assume, right? We assume that Trump's going to run again in. 2024, but until he says so, the field is wide open. Yeah. And so Nikki Haley goes and makes her speeches, and so does Vice President Pence. And I think it's a good thing to hear from Vice President yeah. Pence to get his viewpoint and get Nikki Haley's viewpoint. It's wide open. I mean, what about Ron DeSantis? Now, of yeah. course, his wife has just been diagnosed with breast cancer, so there's a health concern inside his own family. But if Mr. Trump doesn't run, you're going to have a wide open race in 2024. Right. Right. And I think that I think uh, to Tim's point, there are well-known Republicans who are trying to make sure name recognition works in their favor. Sure. So they're going to get themselves out in the public eye. Listen, both parties do it. Politicians do right. it. This is part of the ambition that drives you to to reach for that office with all of the hardships that come with it. And you know, Ron DeSantis uh, a couple of weeks ago was was denying that he ha was making any real plans for to run for president, which I, I was surprised by that. He remember, he said, sure. I'm, uh, listen, I'm running for reelection and and all these As people governor of Florida, of governor right, of Florida yeah, right. and all these people talking about me running for president. It's fa it's a fabrication. He's look, the best thing he can do to get to the White House is get reelected in Florida. Yes, anyway, that's right? true. That's absolutely true. So yeah. that's a step he's got to take. Yeah, because we're looking at another what? A year. It's three years. Yeah, three years. <laughs> yeah, because November, before the election, yes. sure. the uh, sure. primary season will start right. probably in another, after after the midterms, then it'll yep. be everybody trying to get in on the primary side on the Republican ticket. And um, Mr. Biden, I don't know. I don't know if he'll make it past the midterms in terms of his uh, ability to I can't carry out the duties. I can't imagine the president president biden <laughs> running for re-election no no so, that, no. so that's gonna that's gonna there, there may be a wide open democrat field too at the well same you got time. the intellectual powerhouse harris sitting right there <laughs> in, right right and the you know sitting right there in the office you know oh yeah just waiting by just, wait, just waiting to yeah. just waiting to pounce and giggle yeah comments at afr.net if you'd like to send us an email comments at afr.net tim ed ray uh, we're together, and Fred's back home in our studios. Fred, go ahead. Next story. 
Well, uh, the vice president, former vice president Pence, just talked about this deal that the Democrats are trying to push through. Uh, they're basically their socialist program. I was very interested in hearing a little bit of an interview that uh, a Democrat congressman from California gave yesterday. His name is Ro Khanna. Now, I'm I'm not familiar with him, but he w- gave an interview. That's, that's, his fir- that's his whole name, or Ro, Ro first up. first name is R O. Spelled R O, uh, last name K H A N N A. Anyway, he was on with Wolf Blitzer on CNN, and I guess he felt comfortable talking very openly about the real plans of the Democratic Party. Now we've heard that figure of three point five trillion dollars for the reconciliation package. Well, have a listen to what he has to say, and maybe you'll get an idea of the real plans and the real money that's going to be spent on this socialist program. Cut number four. The president said something that really struck me. He said when the New Deal started, it wasn't the New Deal that we study in the history books. It started with some small programs and then it grew. And I think that that is compelling. If we can get a number of these programs funded, we establish the base for which they can grow in the future. That's an incredible admission in my mind. You know, they're talking about, uh, you know, $20, $30 billion for uh, college tuition first two years. We're talking about uh, daycare being paid for for three or four-year-olds. What this congressman, uh, Kana, Ro Kana, was saying is, we just need to get this in the door. Just need to get this package in the door, and then we'll grow it. We'll grow it. It'll be even mm-hmm. more. And I... I it kind of dawned on me, well, I guess that's where, you know, when you listen to people like Carl Rove and others, they're saying the real cost of this package, this $3.5 trillion, we're talking 7 and $8 trillion because the Democrats, there you have it. Ro Khanna saying we're going to grow it once we get it in there. We have to birth it, and then it's going to grow. <laughs> Just like a brand-new baby boy mm. going to grow into something Something huge. Now, I, I looked him up. Ro Khanna is yeah. uh, from, he's the representative from California's 17th Congressional District, mm-hmm. and that's the San Francisco area. So you're getting to. Well, you're getting into most- a lot of rational people right, right there right, right, who right. are well balanced and have the best interest of our country at heart. That's right. That surround the, the Bay Bridge area. So yeah. consider the source of that. But it is, it is a start, starting the admission. But we all know, right, guys, that sure. once a, once a uh, program or department is birthed in Washington, D.C., it never goes away. I mean, it's you there forever. President Reagan said he wanted to do away with the Department of Education. <laughs> He's gone. The Department of Education, Education is with us still, right? Bigger and even more of a problem. Yes. Yeah, that is the problem with the federal government. Once you start something that never goes away, <laughs> you know, it only grows. It's uh, so, you know, I think, I think, well, you know, I don't think, Fred, quite frankly, that uh, they're trying to hide much, the Democrats. I think they think this is a wonderful thing, just to grow the federal government and have more programs and take over. And, and we ought not to worry as Americans because Jen Psaki again yesterday told us it's not going to cost anything. Zero no, dollars. She didn't. Did she say that? <laughs> again. <laughs> Again, zero dollars. That's free free money. That's been President Biden. Well, then if it's zero (laughs) dollars, why isn't everybody voting for it? Yeah. Zero dollars. Yeah. 
Yeah. Was she telling, was she telling a little bit of a fib there? Well, that's what President Biden has been saying. It's going to actually wind up costing zero because we're going to pay for this with taxes. Uh, uh, I mean, we're talking Jinsaki about... Is, Jinsaki has a problem with the truth. Yes. On a regular daily basis. <laughs> uh, I'll just put it that way. Jinsaki's first cousin is Pinocchio. She's a sake puppet. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good one. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back in a minute. Did there. I received y'all's ASA magazine, and I'm four-year-old granddaughter. When she goes to the bathroom, she likes to sit down and read y'all's magazine. So I'm scrolling through the Yippie app. Well, I ran up online to praise on there. And when she seen it, she went and got the ASA journal. She was so excited. And actually, so excited that she put that connection together. God bless y'all. Keep on doing what y'all doing. share is coming October 12th to 14th on American Family Radio. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and I want to invite you and your family to join me for a weekend at one of the nation's premier firearms training centers. It's the Patriot Academy Constitutional Defense Course, hosted by America's Constitution Coach Rick Green. Rapid-fire constitutional training in the classroom and real-time gun training on the range. Mark your calendars now, November 28th, three- and five-day options available. To sign up, go to patriotacademy.com backslash Todd Starnes, patriotacademy.com backslash Todd Starnes. If you plan on taking a family vacation to Colonial Williamsburg, you might want to listen up. Our founding fathers are going gay. It was bound to happen, folks. Back in 2019, Colonial Williamsburg started a Gender and Sexuality Diversity Committee. They are basically glitter-bombing history, turning deeply held friendships and relationships into something tawdry. In October, Colonial Williamsburg is hosting a lesbian musical. The committee says they found lots of evidence there were lesbian and transgender people living in the colonies and that Williamsburg was rather accepting of the LGBT crowd, basically the San Francisco of its day. Folks, this is nothing more than an attempt to rewrite the history of this great nation. But the next time you visit Colonial Williamsburg, don't be surprised if the Minutemen are waving a rainbow flag instead of old glory. I'm Todd Starnes. Be silent before me so that I may speak, then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We thank you for joining us. This is a live program, and we're uh, broadcasting together, Ray, Tim, and Ed today <coughs> on the show, and Fred's back home in our studios in Tupelo. And uh, if you'd like to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. If you want to watch on what Ed affectionately calls that there internet, <laughs> you go to uh, YouTube or Facebook and type in today's issues. Just type in today's issues. And as long as Facebook isn't down for six hours, then you'll be able to get us. Did uh, Now, that uh, that really... I must say that's Ray. That was probably a, a top 100 day in world history yesterday. <laughs> was wasn't that? It shook the world. Wasn't it caused probably by some kind of attack, ransomware or something? I mean, I don't, I don't what, know. What, what what could possibly bring down the whole? That's Facebook? what I wanted to know. I already gave you my my suggestion, my my belief. Well, re- re- <laughs> that Facebook it, mentioned the word <laughs> ivermectin on its own platform. <laughs> And they triggered, uh, and then they triggered their own self-destruction. That's right. That's right. That'll never happen again. <laughs> that's right. right. They 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 blocked themselves. That's did, right. Do we really know what happened there, Fred? Do you know anything no. about that? Uh, I haven't seen anything this morning. They apologize, and that's it. Mark Zuckerberg, he's still gonna. He lost seven billion dollars in no. that six in that six hour. Well, stock drop. I, I'm not sure. All that's about 10 cents. Seven. That's about 10 cents to Mark Zuckerberg. Is he going to make his house? No. I know. I know. <laughs> well, we can, uh, do we do need a to go fund me? That's what we need to start a go fund me for Mark Zuckerberg. Our hearts go out to him. Yes. <laughs> it would be the Christian thing to yeah, right. do. You know. He lost $7 billion. Let's bow our heads right now for Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> if we can. Brothers in poverty. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right, go ahead, Fred. Well, it was an angry Joe Biden yesterday who stepped up to the microphone. An angry Joe Biden. Did he say, hey, hey, you kids get off the grass or something? (laughs) It was an angry Joe Biden, and he walked to the podium and said, where am I? No, no, no. No, he didn't say that. he's, He's really, 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 really upset with the Republicans because they won't join him in voting to raise the debt ceiling. And saying their lack of help is dangerous and hypocritical. Cut number seven. Not only are Republicans refusing to do their job, they're threatening to use the power, their power, to prevent us from doing our job, saving the economy from a catastrophic event. I think, quite frankly, it's hypocritical, dangerous, and disgraceful. Their obstruction and irresponsibility knows absolutely no bounds. Excuse me. Especially as we're clawing our way out of this pandemic. Democrats will meet our responsibility and obligation to this country. Yeah. Well, uh, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas says, I'll raise your hypocritical to a super hypocritical. Tom Cotton was on last night on Fox, and he had a response to what Joe Biden had to say yesterday, cut three. I would say that Joe Biden's hypocrisy knows no bounds. 
Joe Biden voted against debt ceiling increases three times in the Bush era. That's something he conveniently omitted today, or maybe he's just forgotten it. But the Democrats have spent uh, or want to spend seven trillion dollars on a party line basis to enact their socialist agenda. And they want us to give them the votes to borrow that money. No, that's not going to happen. Republicans are not going to give Democrats $7 trillion to enact their social agenda. And I don't know what they're waiting on, Laura. We've been clear about this for months. Mitch McConnell has said for months, you have the votes, you're trying to ram through the socialist agenda on a party line basis, raise the debt ceiling on a party line basis. Yeah, and what, what is the senator saying there? And the, uh, the uh, parliamentarian for Congress has said the same thing. The Democrats have enough votes to raise the debt ceiling on their own. But they don't want to use a reconciliation vote, and there's a limit on how many times they can use that in order, in order to raise the debt ceiling. They want the Republicans to come in and help them, and then they want to use the reconciliation vote on their big package. That's what's going on here, folks. I, th- I think it's crafty what uh, Mitch McConnell is doing. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is forcing the Democrats to blow the reconciliation vote on raising the debt ceiling rather than pass this monstrosity that they want to do to put us further in debt. I think it's, I think it's brilliant, and um, I don't always give a tip of the hat to Mitch McConnell, but this is, this is smart politics. Whether the Republicans will carry through with it when the pressure builds, we'll have to wait and see. You know, this time, maybe for once, I think the Republicans are going to stand firm. Because Joe Biden has just, he's walked himself out to the end of the plank. Why should the Republicans come to the rescue of the Democrats? Why should they? They shouldn't. Mm. I think if the Republicans hold strong, it's going to be a tremendous repudiation and tremendous humiliation to Joe Biden and his, uh, and his, basically his inability to get anything done in Congress. So, mm-hmm. Mitch, good job. Hold firm, guys. Mm-hmm. Why is uh I don't know why Biden's even doing a speech like that, uh, because the Democrats have the numbers to do what they want to on that. Uh, yeah, but they don't want to use reconciliation to raise the well, debt that's not, ceiling. That's not Republicans' problem. No, right. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. So that's what that's I'm right. saying. Why are you Why are you complaining about something that's not our problem? You know, so it's it's uh, I guess sort of does does the president think he can insult the Republicans into working with him? <laughs> I they think generally I, does not work. I think he's trying to get the press yes. once again to do his bidding yes. in putting pressure on Republicans to cave. He yes. read whatever they put out there for him. For, the, for, the, for whatever whatever Jin rolls out for him to read today, that's what that's he right. reads. And he was reading that uh, the impassioned, well, I guess, uh, lack of passion. That, you that, know this that is, thing he get, the thing he, we heard him say a while right, ago. You could right. tell he was reading it. Yeah, right. Slurred a few words along the way, and you know, getting it over with. This is actually pretty fun to watch because the Democrats really are eating their own. Yeah, I mean that that was kind of the headline with the, the Kirsten Cinema thing, with her being harassed. I feel bad yeah. for her because the senator, been, the Democrat senator from Arizona, who don't right. know. Yeah. Yes, right. she she's being harassed by radicals who walk into the bathroom right. and, and follow her, her when she's they they uh, interrupt her teaching at Arizona State University she goes to the restroom they follow her she's on a plane they confront her right. and then you have Nancy Pelosi who can't get the two wings of her party together so th- they're really they really are in trouble and it is kind of <laughs> odd to see president biden 
trying to shame the Republicans into coming to their rescue. Let me tell you something. If you had a uh, if you had a uh, group of people following a a, uh, uh, a if this were a, a if someone being harassed by a conservative group of people, okay, or a conservative group at airports, universities, and follow them into the bathroom, things like that. It would be 24-7 on the news sure. cycle, and this would be domestic terrorism. Yes. This is what we're talking about. This is what Biden, Biden and Jen Psaki would be saying. This is what we're talking about when we say that white supremacy is, right. is on, the, on the rampage. We have even senators being followed and harassed. But when the left does it, it's not, they don't, they, well, it's, it's, it's not it, covered. It doesn't even count. Right. Well, right. Right. well, let's answer this question. Over the last few years, which side has gone up to politicians at restaurants? Right. There you uh, go. Have have gone to their homes? Yeah. Right. And uh, protested, even going up to the front door. Right. Which which side does all that? It's right. the left. Right. Maxine Waters, Democrat right. uh, from California, mm-hmm. says we need to get in their face. Find right. them. Push Confront back. Them. Confront them. That's what she said during the Trump years. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, That's not coming from the conservative side. Right. So when you right. hear the Democrats talk about January 6th this and January 6th right. that and white supremacists and white nationalists and the insurrection, quote unquote insurrection, they are projecting on the conservatives in this country and Christians, <clears throat> they are projecting onto them their strategies, their own strategies mm-hmm. and tactics. Mm-hmm. It, which is why yesterday when this thing broke open about chasing the senator into the bathroom, the White House really did not know what to say. Right. They didn't have a clear response at all. And it ended up sounding like, well, you probably shouldn't do it, but it's politics. It's yes. hardball. And, you know, well, just well, you, get you guys want You guys want to hear how Biden responded to a question from Peter Ducey I on this? I can't wait. <laughs> all right, cut number five. Uh, Mr. President, just want, Mr. President uh, you're talking about how you have 48... Democratic votes right now. The other two uh, have been pressured over the weekend by activists. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat, TL Adam. Senator Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't happen yeah. to everyone. Ex- did you hear the attitude there? Oh, it's inappropriate, but you know, you know what's happening here. Joe Biden is mad, at, angry with these two Democrat senators, and yes. so what? You know, if the dogs come after them, I don't care. They should expect it. I think, uh, far be it for me for, to defend Joe Biden, they're, they're the president, but I think what, to, to the extent that all politicians have to deal with hecklers and and people who are angry and upset uh, out in public. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. But but following uh, somebody into a restroom and also, and filming it and filming which it, is illegal in yeah, Arizona. Yeah, exactly. And, and extremely weird too. Yes. Yeah. 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 And if you saw that woman who did that, uh, she's weird looking. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah, yeah. She's she looks like she's a basically uh, crazy. the president was saying go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah, he didn't. What he should have said, not inappropriate. He should have said, "What happened to Senator Cinema was appalling." Yes, right. That's, he needed more passion in his condemnation of not what of what happened to her. Instead, he just said, "You're like, oh, hum, we all have to deal with people following us into bathrooms." And you know what? That is exactly the what the the left and the media accused President Trump of for four years. He doesn't come, quote, you know, right. he doesn't come right out and tell the alt-right not to do this. He, but he dog whistles. He, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that was they, a dog whistle. Yeah, from yeah, the everything president. was a dog whistle. Everything was a dog yeah. whistle. And, and so you wonder, what is CNN going to call the president out now, no. President Biden, no. for the dog whistle? No. Yeah. Yeah. Go after Manchin and Cinema because they're not playing ball. I don't know Manchin, Manchin had a yacht. Did, Did he? you know that? It's got what a houseboat. Houseboat, yeah. Houseboat. A houseboat. It's a West Virginia. <laughs> West yacht. Virginia. Got a houseboat. <laughs> it's a West Virginia houseboat. <laughs> that, that sounded like a Jeff Foxworthy. That's joke. right. Or, or a country <laughs> music song. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't care that he has a yacht right. but or a houseboat. I just didn't know he had Look, one Look, you know, it's not a practical matter. Senator Manchin and Senator Cinema would be well advised to get some private security until this whole matter is settled. You're, you're right about who that. Who knows what's going to happen today or tomorrow? Because right. the president has mm -hmm. basically unleashed his own supporters. Oh, it's 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 inappropriate, but go ahead because nothing's going to happen. Because it happens. Because it, it happens. happens. Right. And I, I think yeah. they've discussed this at the White House. They're upset with those two senators. Uh, oh. And as evidence of this, Peter Ducey asked Jen Psaki, the same question, basically, he asked Biden a little bit later yesterday. What about these people chasing Cinema Mansion? This is what how, how she responded to that. Cut six. Uh, a group of activists followed Senator Kirsten Cinema into a ladies' room, screaming about the Build Back Better plan yesterday. <laughs> the president said today, "I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody, and it's part of the process. He is an expert on the process. Has he ever been chased into a restroom?" Well, let, let me be clear here because I think the context of what happened clear. here is very important. Um, and Senator Cinema put out a statement this morning. So as she said, and I would reiterate from here, the protection yeah. of the freedom to protest, to speak out, and to criticize is fundamental to our democracy. The president believes that. Maybe he shorthanded it, but he wanted to make that clear this morning. What happened this weekend was that her classroom, her students, uh, and, and the safe and intellectually stimulating environment she's worked to create during the years she's of teaching at, at ASU were, was breached. That's inappropriate and unacceptable. And I think the context of what happened here is important, despite the fact that, of course, we stand for, the president stands for, the fundamental right of people to protest, to object, to criticize. So he stands for the right to protest, object, to criticize. We come full circle to our top story today, where now the DOJ is going to go after parents who show up at school board meetings to protest about what their kids are being exposed to. Well played, Fred, because that's exactly yeah. the contradiction here with the, uh, with the left. So it just depends on what you're protesting and who yep. you're harassing. And if it's uh, uh, Republicans or Democrats who won't play ball, that's just part of the process. If it's parents speaking up at school board meetings, we're going to unleash the federal government to investigate what you and intimidate happen, you. What would happen, guys, if, a, if an irate conservative chased a school board member anywhere yes. into a bathroom? Uh -huh. Oh, it would be national news for days and days. It would be the, another insurrection. Right. Um, so, you know, 
if I were a cinema, <clears throat> Senator Sinema, I would I would be offended, quite frankly, that my own president and mm -hmm. not even not even condemning right what uh, in the strongest possible terms he called it inappropriate right right inappropriate. She, I, th I think <laughs> Senator Sinema, uh, I think she's a pretty tough lady, so she. <clears throat> She's going to probably, and Arizona's, you know, a state that's known for kind of you, you stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. She's probably going to say, I can take this, but I'm with, I'm with you, Ray. She ought to get some security. Right. So, so when she goes into a restroom and someone comes in and harasses her, they, they are blocked from doing that because yeah. it's just, it's just one step further for something to be thrown in her face right. or her to be, yeah. you know, who was it with Larry Elder when something was thrown at him and hit yeah. and hit him? Right. The guy in a gorilla mask, you remember that? Yeah. yeah. It's just one quick step between what happened to Senator Cinema and what could happen, and she probably needs to get some private security. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim with Ed and Fred, we thank you for listening. Uh, Ray is uh, with us today. We're in person together. And uh, we, uh, again, we, as always, we thank you for listening. If you want to go to our website uh, uh, or check out the show, live video streaming, go to Today's Issues on Facebook or YouTube. Just type in Today's Issues. Uh, all right, go ahead, Fred. Well, it's Merck to the rescue. Merck to I'm the rescue. Merck, yeah. You know, they developed one of the vaccines, Merck. 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 Company. Yes. yes. Drug company. Yes. yes. Merck to the rest. Well, now you may have read uh, some of the stories over the last couple of days. They believe they've come up with a pill that can treat the symptoms and, and diminish some of the symptoms to keep people from having to go to the hospital or stay in the hospital too long, etc., etc. Uh, senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Republican senator, you know, uh, the government has failed uh, with the coronavirus medication. And now they're hoping the Merck pill will help. Let's talk about that a little bit, but let's hear from Ron Johnson first. Cut number nine. Their policy prescriptions have been a miserable failure and the biggest blunder of all. They ignored early treatment. They sabotaged early treatment. Now, now they're all hopping on, on board this uh, Merck. Merck, by the way, invented or they patented uh, ivermectin. They've been trash talking ivermectin in favor now of this drug that'll be like $700 a dose versus ivermectin costs about six or seven cents a pill. All right, I, I, there was a lot in that little clip from uh, Senator Ron right Johnson that Merck developed ivermectin, the word that shall not be spoken <laughs> in certain you just circles. Got us banned, shadow banned. Yeah. Facebook now, just went down again. <laughs> yeah. Now they come up with this pill, and I hope you heard what Ron Johnson said there. I, an ivermectin pill, which we know has worked. Tim, you pointed this out. Over the last 10 days or so, it was the case of one of the states in India where ivermectin was prescribed and the uh, COVID rate went way, way, way down. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. The ivermectin pill, according to Ron Johnson, sells for about six to seven cents a pill. This new pill from Merck, six or seven hundred dollars an application. What, what did it do? Well, it, it uh, works against some of the symptoms of COVID. Uh, what they, we already got medications for that. Here's, here's the advertisement. It's going to reduce the number of hospitalizations. Yeah. But stopping ivermectin, there mm. is proof that it works. And it's really, yeah. really cheap. 
Fred, but six or seven cents a pill for ivermectin. Not enough money. How is a how is a pharmaceutical company going to get rich? I know six or seven. You realize how many you'd have to sell? I know to make up the cost of oh, one let me of get the my miracle calculator out. miracle yeah. miracle pills. Yachts, for yachts are expensive. <laughs> we, can't, we can't get there at six to seven cents. Even houseboats, That's they're right. not cheap they're either, not Fred. Cheap, you know, it's big money. Uh, you know. I, is this on the market now? Or you said it's soon to come. I, I think it, it still lacks approval, but the Merck right. is out there busy promoting it right now. Right. It's supposed to. It, it, the, the, my understanding is this is supposed to be pretty effective because, from the story I read, it sent shockwaves in the uh, in in big amongst big pharma mm -hmm. because it they you know it, they're treating it as a game changer. So, mm, waiting on the punchline. We yeah, don't have one. Is no, there's no punchline. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm I'm serious. There there was an article saying that, that this uh, was a could be a real game changer. So is in this the like a like a a pill you take that serves the same purpose as a uh, vaccine? A vaccine. I used mean, to? if you if you took the vaccine, do you need the pill? Right. If you take the pill, do right. you not need the vaccine? Well, what are you, you asking me for? <laughs> I, I, I know. No, well, you're Italian, aren't you? <laughs> you know, the smart guy. I, my, my understanding from reading this this very medically complicated right, article, right, you right. guys wouldn't have understood it. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't I a, understand. I had to read it. I think I think it kind of works like like Theraflu did for the flu. That okay. I don't know where sure. the flu went, but you know when people right, used right. to get the flu, right. you used to get back a in the old days. Two get years a prescription for Theraflu. You can read about in your history books and, right. and it shortened <laughs> it shortened the, the stay <laughs> right. of the flu and the severity of it okay and i think that's what this so-called miracle pill is supposed to do all right well we'll see if it works if uh, you can afford that, it that, that's a that was a good lucid yeah. explanation yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, sounded, that sounded just right actually <laughs> very good ed all right, moving on, Fred. I, I like to share my medical knowledge yeah, well, with people yeah. when they can't understand what's That's happening. Right. And but, finally. But I would say, we, whatever you hear from Ed, ladies and gentlemen, check with your own doctor. <laughs> That's true. You might want to check with a couple doctors. You're not That's giving right. medical advice you Get here. a fourth That's or fifth right. opinion if you, Dr. Ed prescribes. <laughs> well, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Vitagliano. <laughs> there you, know, you go. That's you right. You listen to one Italian, why not listen to them all? That's right. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a good selling point there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just not sure. Hey, listen, uh, headline yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, New Zealand mm. to end zero COVID-19 strategy. And I find this story just absolutely fascinating. They're, it's kind of like they're putting up the white flag on mandates, uh, on these restrictions, all these sorts of things, because they're saying... Here's what we're faced with. What our our strategy up to now had basically shut down the the country of New Zealand. Don't let anybody in. Keep everybody in their houses and COVID will go away. But what they're discovering is is that our economy is dying because of it and we just cannot go on this way. We can't keep our economy shut down. So now they're putting into place a schedule to open up New Zealand. And here's what they had to say. And it was an interesting, uh, one of the government officials there said, the government is aiming to, quote, actively control the virus, actively control the virus versus trying to stop it altogether. Now, they're not the first 
uh, that's the first time I've heard people say this, we can control it uh, versus stop it. Uh, because the economy, we've got to keep the economy going because right now the solution uh, that we've been putting in place, the cure, as it were, is actually worse than the, the disease. So I'm wondering, uh, Australia apparently is starting to think the same way. And I'm wondering if this is going to spread through other countries now that we cannot go what through. Australian thinking they're going to do what New Zealand did? Yeah, Fred, I, I got to be honest with you. Somebody brought us cookies to the table, right. and we uh, haven't heard yeah. a word you said yeah. in the last uh, so. Okay. No, we're just, the we're cookies just, were really good, too. Well, I, I proposed to Tim a, a, a pay raise, and so I didn't hear any <laughs> objection to that. So. <laughs> he said any objection, and we, nobody said anything. We so busy. you're so on, Tim. Australia is the same place that we saw these videos over the weekend or last yeah, week where really. they were, where a guy walked out without his mask to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. And did you see all the police that were outside? Yeah. Did you see that? Do you, you know what I'm talking about, Fred? I, they I, jumped this guy. He was going to walk from his apartment building to his girlfriend's apartment building. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think he's been vaccinated. He's had COVID. He just wasn't wearing his mask because he was smoking a cigarette. And there were about a dozen cops in Australia outside that building, and they jumped him and put him on the ground. He's so, a domestic terrorist. You've got to do what you got So now do. Australia is thinking of doing the same thing as New Zealand. That, that's, According to this story that, uh, you know, they just, they are, they are understanding you can't shut down the economy of a country which is what these right. mandates are doing. I mean, there's another story this morning, what, 1,400 nurses at a, yeah. a, a provider, mm. healthcare provider in New York. They lost their jobs yesterday. <laughs> and they're saying the hospitals are overrun, but they're firing hundreds of, of nurses. This is just crazy. And I think what New Zealand is saying, mm. what, what we're hearing from Australia is, this strategy ain't working anymore. We've got to come to the realization uh, we can try to deal with this, but we can't eliminate COVID entirely. Well, we could have saved them a lot of trouble. <laughs> if they had listened to us 18 months ago. That's there right. you go. That's right. Good, nice. That's in New Zealand, Australia. They're losing their minds over there. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.